Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 424. Hi, Linz. I've missed Hi. you. Are you going to put 423 out before 424? Yes, I was hoping you didn't notice. <laughs> <laughs> As I've pretty much lied after saying it like a couple weeks ago, yeah. I'm going to be on top of this shit, yep. and then yeah, I get busy uh, with shit that I'm really not busy with. Right. I'm just... Yeah. All excuses. Yes. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm going to be honest here. I am fucking lazy sometimes. <laughs> well, thank you for acknowledging that. Actually, I just lied. It's not sometimes. It's all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But, uh, yeah, we did, uh, we had some fun uh, bashing and also delighting in D.C. Yeah. They're definitely, like, the uh, thing to talk about right now. Uh, we both had some books that I think they're both excellent and definitely readers should, uh, and listeners should Heck yeah. pick up. I picked up, uh, Big Girls number one from Image. And I picked up Seven Secrets number one from Boom. Yeah. And then of course I talked about Power Rangers for Booze in a Book, which Power Rangers is so amazing. Yes. I love it. He's single, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> hard to believe <laughs> if i could find me a woman that has a do, 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 yeah that's your mating call <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and if they don't say is that kim possible oh i want to punch those people yeah every single day i think those people might be too young for you anyway <laughs> yeah actually that, that helps me alleviate yeah. them who i should date or do not um but yeah we uh we had some fun this week and uh we're still here kicking it as always yep Kicking it nerd style. Yeah, so uh, with that, uh, grab a cold one and enjoy Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 424. Domes. <laughs> <laughs> and if you knew the, the talk that we had beforehand, <laughs> that's why it's just so funny. <laughs> oh, man. It is what it is. I hate that phrase. I hear it all the time and it drives me crazy. My old roommate in college used to fucking say it all the time and I wanted to like punch him and kick him on the streets. Like My mom says it all the time. It is what it is. And then she follows it up with whatever, whatever. And I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> it is what it is. Whatever, whatever. Like, oh my God. Is that the most like passive aggressive statement on the mm -hmm. face of the earth or what <laughs> grass is green and sky is blue yeah <laughs> it is what it is mm -hmm. whatever whatever my superpower captain <laughs> obvious <laughs> oh. but it is what it is what is, is what is what it is what are you referring to summertime oh the time of being lazy and relaxing while also being stressed and not yeah. relaxed. <laughs> I'm trying yeah. to think opposite of relaxing. Right? That's your summer. My summer is is no different than fall or winter, except I don't have to shovel snow. Isn't it strange, <laughs> though, that we can have an entire year in the last, like, four months? <laughs> like, summer has flown by. Yeah. So quickly. Like, we're nearing the end, and I really, like... I probably would have done a lot more had, you know, global pandemic not happened. But 
even then I'm like I've still did a handful of things but just time like, yeah still has no meaning for me Aww. I still have a schedule to oh, keep. You have meaning in your life? I do. <laughs> That's good. It, yeah, except that um, I have the opposite problem of most people, where most people, unfortunately, aren't working right now. I have just been unable to even take time off because of all the shit that has to be done to keep things going, and also because everyone else I work with decides that summer is not a time for them to work. <laughs> so... <laughs> I guess I get to take the winter off, which sounds terrible, and I don't want to. I hate the winter. Think of all those wintry fun things I to know. do. Go shovel snow and scrape the ice off my car, and that's about it. <laughs> you don't like sledding at all? I am almost 40. No, it <laughs> sounds more painful than it does fun now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to flip over and get snow burn on my fucking face or something. <laughs> All right. Well, I still enjoy sledding and playing ice skating, and I do enjoy winter sports. But, yeah, it. I feel like by next week it will be spring of 2021. Oh, God, <laughs> so I hope so. time is going. That's the time I'm looking forward to. Yes, and then getting back to, to normal. Yes. But uh, we have what we normally do every week, which is sit and chat and gossip about... Gossip. Yeah. Like a couple of comic queens. <laughs> Stop it. Oh my God. Did you hear what happened? <laughs> Magneto's clothes? Oh God. Always with that fucking helmet. <laughs> <laughs> What's he trying to compensate for? How often do you think he washes it? It's got to be smelly. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, X-Men, so fucking good. I uh, I realized mostly, um, since we didn't record last week, um, I just got some books, and so I didn't read last week's and this week's, which there was actually a lot of X titles. I mentioned it a couple weeks ago of how Marvel had like stretched out what they normally would have done because they didn't know what was going on with everything and retail shop shutting down so they just took what they're going to be doing for like a month and stretched it over three months so those x books that were coming out so quickly were not mm -hmm. and now they're coming back to normal pace of getting how their normal schedule too would much. have been yeah yeah too much <laughs> but there's not enough like right. i'm not kidding you like when I was camping the other weekend, everything like I was, I was reading the X books and Hickman. It's so fucking good. Like I'm telling everyone out there right now, it is the best book. Just with how fresh and new it is, but at the same point, not shitting on what happened before. Right. There's reasons for everything, and I never would have thought I would be praising the X Men books as much as I am now, but. It's just so good, and I still like, still waiting for that that shoe to drop. Like, how's this all gonna come crashing down? And obviously, with this big X of Swords or what Ten of Swords, I think, because the X can stand for ten. Yeah. And his mysterious yeah. ways of Ten of Swords makes way more sense than X and, of Swords. Well, yes, and well, I think they did say that because there's ten swords, mm -hmm. and finding out who has them and everything, and. The mystery, mystery behind, I think, Apocalypse is, like, that they're going to be fighting. So, again, that's a mutant 
going against them. They've already put some seeds down of what that could well, be. Well, a mutant going against them who had signed on for their new world originally. So. But before even getting there, we're in Empire right now, which so many books of that yeah, that I'm starting seen. to pick some of the side books. Well, because it's tied, like, the three big books that I'm reading of uh, Marvel, besides a handful of small ones, X-Men, Avengers, and Fantastic Four. And those are the three main uh, titles that Empire is. But also, Empire is one of those uh, total Marvel events. Yeah. So, like, Captain Marvel has uh, a tie-in, and I think Spider-Man has a tie-in. Some of those that I'm, like, maybe giving it a shot, but it's an interesting take of the Kree scroll war and and everything that's going on with with that uh and them joining sides yeah but there's a lot of freaking books so trying to get, get caught up on that hopefully i will by next week to kind of talk about it but it's been kind of interesting and like the ten of swords it's going to be mainly an x title which right. there are 12 books that come out monthly in the x-men series there's just so many good books right now. I just wish that like they would find a happy medium between what they were doing because of COVID and, and what they do traditionally, because honestly, I can't read that many books. Nor do I want to buy that many books. Yeah. it's It can be expensive. Luckily, we got some for free with what we do. Yes. We're the best at what we do. <laughs> says Wolverine. I was like, is that our new tagline? Because that's just a straight out lie. <laughs> I have I had noticed though that I have not been reading as much DC anymore. And yeah, there's not much going on over there. I feel I'm like reading the death metal. That's yeah. been interesting. But besides that, I've and Batman Superman the Batman Superman title of that name. Yeah. But not individual books. It just I don't know. There's something that I'm still just not enjoying with DC that we'll get into DC because they've had a lot of stuff that they are changing. Yeah, there's been a lot of ups and downs for them this week and the week before. So we'll get a lot into that and some reasons why I'm not picking stuff up. But maybe I might if they change their tune in a good way but doubt <laughs> high doubt because it's not even we'll get i mean obviously we'll get into it later but it's again not even dc that's causing the issue it's their fucking parent company yes and that is oh so. yep yep that's no. all that's all i'll say no. i'll say about that because no. they, they, <laughs> they give me my internet <laughs> don't want to piss them off um but a book that I just picked up that is, I I found it quite amazing, and I'm a little upset what you said, which you didn't necessarily get through it, uh, from Boom Studios, it's uh, Seven Secrets. Now, that title just to me was like, that sounds interesting enough, let's, you know, pop this open and, and see what it's about, and I really like uh, this prose in the beginning to set up this scenario, this world. Like, uh, starts off with the main character. You don't know who it is yet. Like, I have a secret, and well, not just one, and blah, 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 and they're all tied together. And so you're thinking, okay, seven secrets. 
what is this book? But you're seeing like some military, some people like with machine guns and everything dead. And you're like, okay, so there's a secret base, people infiltrating. What's going on? This uh, magic box uh, slash briefcase and talking about how Atlantis, you know, sank because of this. You're thinking, okay, oh, Seven Wonders of the World. Okay, so there's some mystical possibly things behind in this world because this could have been just a straight up like gi joe espionage type book and no superpowers and i don't even know if there's really superpowers but there's obviously more than a normal superhuman agility and getting out of like scenarios uh quickly type mm -hmm. shit going on in this book and ultimately you, you're getting to hear of this main character who's telling this story who isn't the main character in this actual uh, first issue. Because what was great is it sets up this world where someone's obviously coming for one of these seven secrets. And they say there is always a uh, handler or a carrier and a uh, uh, protector. Okay. So, when there's always two for having this case, so one of them has a case, the other one's a big dude, and they're they're obviously getting attacked. So this woman who's got the case runs away, and then it flashes back even more to get some earlier details, a little bit of this society and everything. And what I thought was really kind of cool was this. Uh, this lady uh, is talking to her, I guess, husband, boyfriend. They didn't really establish married or not. And she's like, uh, Seagard, I'm pregnant. And this is all about secrets. And it seems like in this a secret society, you're not really allowed to have kids. If you've signed up for this mm. thing and everything. Because, and it actually made a case for it in this book was these secrets are so like deadly like mass structs everything like world ending that you can't have something else that your heart would like compromise you gotcha and i go holy shit you know you're thinking these are kind of draconian type like you know right don't do this type shit but then you're like that actually makes well i mean it's the basis for why most superheroes don't have kids right distraction yeah i guess i didn't really ever think of that but that's <laughs> true and you'd think there'd be more with as freaky good, as they all get yeah good looking other. as some of these people are high profile and they have a really good health care plan <laughs> super sperm provides a but one of one of the panels i liked was uh i thought that mainly this was about uh this uh girl being uh but no, there's this one panel, this one picture, little points to the little baby bump oh, saying, this is me. me. Yeah. So then you get kind of, that's who the narrator is. But one of the things that they, they set up in this is that, you know, you already know this is like taboo. You're not allowed to do this. And the council, you know, they're going to have to deal with what the council says. And something that they've never done before is gave them a choice. You could walk away leave your secret, your, what you're doing, what you've done your whole life, and you can go have a baby. It's going to be voted upon, but it seemed like this elder lady of the secret, you know, 
grouping of people uh, was going to do that because it's also this other uh, girl's mother that's part of it. So, yes, they can have kids, but when you're specifically in these positions, you're not allowed to do that because of the compromise. And it was just, it was a crazy scenario that they set up that really intrigued me within this, uh, pretty much this story. And the girl wanted to take that deal so they wouldn't be killed because, again, they're part of this grouping. They would still be maybe janitors or something. They right. still need other workers, but you wouldn't be this high-profile protector and, and handler of this uh, secret. And, again, there's seven of them, so there's other people that have these briefcases. You don't know. It's the mystery box that you don't know what it is, but you want to know. Mm-hmm. So you want to keep reading to find out. What exactly is this all about? I like how they're numbered, like in that show with Howie Mandel. The briefcase is numbered. (laughs) Deal or no deal? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I guess they were given the choice, deal or no deal. And the mom wanted to keep the baby, but the father said no. And so they came to term, but then it was taken away from them. And they would never see him again. And so this narration, when you start finding out that who's telling the story, you you find out, you know, there's, you know, I never knew my dad, this and that, but he at least gave me a name and it was a boy. So named him Casper, which, uh, it, it was interesting, but you still haven't met who this person is yet. And without giving the book away at the end, uh, some shit happens where they're on the run and... I don't know. The mystery is just too strong in this one. I thought the art uh, was quite good. Uh, sometimes, you know, art can turn people off. But uh, mm-hmm. this was illustrated by Danielle Di Niculio. <laughs> I, this is why I, I don't even try, <laughs> and I haven't tried in many ages, to say any of these names. But <laughs> I felt that, that needed a, a shout-out because yeah. I did enjoy the art style. It reminded me a lot of uh, some of the anime that I've watched um, over the years. Um, very colorful. Yeah, this is a book that I'm definitely going to keep on reading just because it's oh, mysterious. It's good. Yes, it's good. It's that good. <laughs> uh, well, I picked up Big Girls number one from Image. Um, I was intrigued by the title. I myself being a big girl. <laughs> larger than life yes you are Linz. Um so this was written and uh, drawn by Jason Howard who also did the series Trees which I believe you had read yes in the past no thanks Siri <laughs> did Trees make Siri I don't know what turn I don't know what turns her on <laughs> it's just random <laughs> Um, so anyway, back to the book. Uh, so the plot of this book is, it's, it's a kind of a post apocalyptic story where the apocalypse is something that is caused by us. So like nuclear bombs? Kind of. It seems more related to, uh, science-y sort of gene modification, some sort of chemical reaction that went wrong and created this change in 
a portion of the people on earth. And they call it the mistake. That's what it's called. So what happened, this mistake created uh, uh, an evolution, I guess, in men where they would turn into these giant monsters, right? Think Attack on Titan, but eventually they turn into, like, very alien-looking sort of creatures. Like and they, kaiju type? Yes. Okay. Um, and they, did, they actually, I kind of appreciated this and hated it all at the same time. They didn't get into the specifics of what happened or... Um, the details of, like, there's still men who are normal size. So I'm guessing that these men existed before this mistake and weren't affected by it. But then there were men who were and became giant monsters. And then it seems that any boy born after the mistake is automatically going to be one of these giant monsters as he grows. Is there a time, like, at puberty or, like, when they're 21 or didn't really suck I would up. say that they pop themselves out of the womb and then this they just keep growing. Oh, okay. Um, so they're not like ripping their moms in half or anything on the way out, but by the age of three, they're bigger than their parents are by considerable gotcha. amount. Um, God, could you imagine like a fucking three-year-old that could like wreck you? There's so one, so getting into this book, one of the very first uh, plot points is this this guy who is, like, the head of the... They've... Okay, I guess I need to back up. They've created this preserve, right, where normal people can live without the threat of these giant monsters killing them. So kind of like with Attack on Titan, where they had, like, the walled cities and mm -hmm. stuff like that. And then they had a group of people who would protect the city from the incoming monsters. Um, <clears throat> so this guy, this man, is the head of head of this organization, one of this organization that protects the preserves and they go, they follow this guy home and they make a comment to him on how he buys a lot of groceries all over town and how he's still really, really skinny. Right. So why isn't he fat? And basically the guy screams in the guy's face, why aren't you fat? <laughs> to, the, to the guy? Yeah. To the guy who's coming in. Cause he's like, with as many groceries as you buy, you should be really fat. Why aren't you fat? <laughs> So then they bust into the house and they find that this guy, not the head of the organization, but this other guy, was um, hiding his son, who was three or four, and who was already very sizable in terms of his growth. Okay. Like, he was, um, I would say, if you take the Hulk at his, like, biggest... Really? He's, like, that size. Like, he's quite quite large. Does Okay, going back to these people turning into monsters, does their, like, brains deform, too? So, like, they're not They're human? not human anymore. Okay. Yeah. So, that and that starts going... The more they turn into a monster, the more monster-like they become. Um, so, here's... Let's see if I can show you this page here. So here's they walk in the apartment and there's the little boy. His head is huge. Okay. So he's just a big. Oh, I just thought that was more forced perspective of nope. <laughs> being closer to the. Yeah, no, he's just a big boy. Yeah, that is. Yeah. That so, does, and if you see is... his arms are starting to turn all purple and claw like okay, yeah. and stuff like that. 
So in addition to having these men that turn into these giant monsters, there have been some women that were affected by this mistake who also grew in size. So you have like these 300 feet tall women, but they're normal. Like other than that, they're still completely human. Like they okay. don't start turning into monsters um, because women are awesome and men are terrible, basically is the whole plot of this book. Um, <laughs> but anyway. I don't disagree with that. <laughs> she, um, so she's, these women, you know, they, they're the ones who are the, the people who go against the giant monsters when they, when they come to town and try to destroy things. Um, that you, you kind of hit where this book is going to go because you see that this woman, this 300 foot tall woman named Ember, um, is, is struggling a little bit with what's happening because they go and they find this kid and he jumps out the window to run because his dad tells him to run and she grabs him and he's like, let's play. And then the other guy shoots him in the head. So they kill this little kid because they're like, well, he's going to be a monster. Like, mm-hmm. Would you rather wait until he kills a bunch of people before we take care of this problem or do it now? But you can tell she's really, like, distraught about the whole thing. That is kind of hard to think. Like, knowing 100%, they're going to, to, like, it's probably better to... But I think also, like, part of me would be, like, I don't want to do that. Like, almost like I'd think, like... Let's set up a island Jurassic Park style. And we just put all of them there, right. and they can roam and do their yep. own thing, more humanitarian. Yeah, it's um, it's 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 interesting. I don't, it's def, it's it's a good aspect for them to put in there because it is definitely like you're 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 bringing up that thing in women where they have the innate need to kind of be protective and motherly. Um, and is she supposed to be protective and motherly to this child, which would normally be the case, or protective and motherly to an entire city? And how that maybe might be a struggle <laughs> for her in the future. Um, but it's really good. So towards the end, you find out that there's these humans that are kind of working, not with the monsters, but they're doing, they've, they've kind of figured out how to maybe control the monsters a little bit. I was going to say, you've sold me enough on yeah. giant kaiju babies. <laughs> and, yeah. But now I'm just kind of imagining the bigger, tall women punting a baby. <laughs> like, what is the bigger baby? Like, <laughs> well, there's, and it's, you know, they're going to get into the, because, like, there's the bad guys. They're, they're doing this whole breeding program, right, where these women are going to be giving birth to, to the new monsters. Well, you're saying, though, too, like, it's random, like, like that these people start turning into these things. So, and like I said, this is where I, I think it's interesting that they did this, but it also pisses me off because they don't go into, like, the details behind it. Like, I don't know if every baby boy that's born will turn into the a monster or if it is random. Like, I feel like it'd have to not be everyone. Otherwise, how are they going to procreate going past this right. point of... Right. No return, um, but... It does seem that for any man that was around when the mistake happened, there that was random. So, like, not all men were affected by mm-hmm. it. Um, so, I don't... Again, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. They they didn't... They, don't, they didn't even really get into the details of... They just call it the mistake. 
So you don't and know. The, yeah, they probably might reveal yeah. it later. If not, it's not that big of a deal. Right, you just know something happened, and now it's caused men to um, become large and monster-like, unthinking creatures. Which, the feminist in me is like, well, yeah, that's, I mean, really, they're just bigger now. <laughs> <laughs> um, she does say something at the end where she's like, it's a good thing that uh, these men are not only, are, are also hideous and stupid, or I might feel bad about killing them. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just it's just an interesting like you get a lot of books that are like oh you know something happened people are monsters now and you're fighting against the monsters but now you've added like the kaiju sort of thing to it too and i think that's what made attack on titans so appealing was that kind of aspect to it too the the large scale size so i'll be i'll be interested in seeing where this goes for sure who doesn't like a good a good kaiju story yeah <laughs> especially one where you're like well they're not evil monsters like that's the thing i can't get behind like that's just sad but seeing that baby too though like it is attack on, like titan like almost like yeah you could almost see that how it maybe would yeah just turn feral and mm -hmm. not have that cognitive right realization do they shows like some of them making destruction like destroying any city or anything or well towards the end some of the mo large monsters have come into the city okay trying to and that's where you kind of find out about this other human organization that is pro monster i guess they're trying to take over the world using this monsters and and breed you know trying to breed more monsters there's a page where there's just a bunch of pregnant women standing around in a, Ooh, in a kid transforming in the back because she, this woman who's, who kind of looks like she heads this organization went, went to go get the dad of the kid who they killed and she was going to bring him and his kid into the organization. And he was like, sorry. Uh, I don't know. He didn't say sorry. He's like, they killed him. And she's like, that's okay. We're making more. <laughs> oh, well she's heartless. <laughs> that's very clear. So, yeah, it was, it was really good. It was interesting. It wasn't what I was expecting it to be, which was nice. I'm interested to see the, the person that comes up with the omnidirectional mobility gear. <laughs> <laughs> Start slicing and dicing some right? tight necks. Right? So, good stuff. Well, uh, there's been a lot of things that have happened within the last two weeks. Um, I tried to jot down some of the things that uh have happened but then then it comes and goes with all the new stuff right. that we get to one of the things that i saw uh bill and ted's uh face the music is going to be released in theaters i want to say it's this week but also it's going to be on demand video on demand also that same day right so that's cool for me and some of my friends that have said they really want to see this. And I want to say it was twenty four ninety nine last I saw. Even if it's 30 bucks, like, that's three people right. paying to see. So I'll definitely see that soon. Uh, they officially also, within the last two weeks, said Mulan is going to be released video on demand as well on Disney. But behind a paywall. Yeah, so you have to not only pay to subscribe to Disney their subscription program but then you have to pay on top of that to get the movie so if you don't have disney you can't get mulan 
You have to sign up for the subscription mm-hmm. and then pay for the movie, which to me is bullshit. <laughs> I mean, I have you Disney. Could do the, you could do the seven-day free trial and then pay the, I guess. the money. What a scheme. They I should mean, just put it behind a paywall. They don't need to do both. Yeah, but I'm assuming they want to make sure that they're keeping track of who does. Yeah, it's... I, I see it more of a marketing side for them of win-win. Now they have more people signing up to do Disney Plus mm-hmm. that they may forget that, oh shit, payment initiated and how oh, we got your extra yeah. eight bucks or whatever. People love that. Yeah, oh, I know. People <laughs> just totally love that. But most of these people that are doing these streaming services think as long as you have them come on board, they may like what they see. And... Right. There is a new Muppets show on there right now. Right now it is? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know I've it started. Been, I've been watching it. So I just got a new roommate who has Disney Plus because I lost my Disney Plus. So I'm going to have more Disney Plus and I will be happy Muppets, to... Muppets, Muppets. Also, her Darkwing Duck uh, came back on uh, DuckTales. Well, it's like a one episode thingy. I know, but still. As much as I've Small heard... steps, right? My niece and nephew's talking about how awesome DuckTales is, which is um, awesome that they love DuckTales. Even though it's not the same DuckTales we grew up with, I've still heard great things about the show. Yeah. I will definitely... Isn't it? Isn't watch. Benedict Cumberbun in the show? Doesn't he do the voice of Scrooge McDuck? No, uh, David Tennant. Oh, David Tennant. Yeah. I always get but, this But, uh, um... I don't know why. Uh, Lin-Manuel does, uh, Fenton Crackshell, I believe. Okay. Who's, uh, Gizmo Duck. Gotcha. So he's been, uh... They've had him on a couple episodes, I think. Okay, okay. They have a, yeah, they have a pretty all-star cast when they have some of these guests. Uh, yeah. Things. Anyways, uh, going back to, to movies yes. movies and everything, uh, I it sounded like Disney has said that they are going to have more movies possibly coming out this way. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're reading the world, like, the room and... Right. That's just kind of how it will be, and again, like I, I love entertainment. I love getting going to different worlds that are created to just be immersed within right. what's going on. I'm hoping Black Widow will be one of those. I can see, like they honestly could wait on that one, and yeah. they know that the fandom would still come. But again, how long can you wait to set? Because I'm assuming there's probably some shit setting up the next phase. Right. Maybe. But, isn't it? It's a prequel movie, though, isn't it? Yes, I but mean, they're going to have that end teaser movie. trailer that will be, like, okay. probably going into... Because I think Doctor Strange is supposed to be the next one. I just want to find out if Taskmaster is a lady or a dude. Because that's up for debate right now. They don't know if it's going to... They've made it a female character or a male character. Oh, really? Character. I didn't know that. Yeah. They haven't announced who's playing Taskmaster yet, so. Well, I'm just assuming too. They have a lot of uh, with different uh, movies, like and who they're gonna have for bad guys and stuff. That you don't want to kind of you know ruin the surprise ahead of time of if they set something up in this movie or that. Right. That they can't really announce until that movie comes out. So that's kind of the. The shitty part of having this giant world that you have to rely on every movie to come out, which is where I see them probably being like, let's just do it on demand, get it out there, because waiting will just kind of ruin their plans. Right. 
Um, what's some other things that uh, I've seen? Oh, uh, kind of big is they're going to have... Uh, they already announced uh, original uh, Batman. What the fuck's his name? Um, original Batman. Yeah, Batman Returns and everything. Oh, Michael Keaton. Oh, Michael Keaton. And everything for... Uh, you know, unnate like he's going to be Bruce Wayne in the yeah, Flash movie. They're doing ba- Batman Beyond. Well, well, they're doing Flashpoint. Because, yeah, Flashpoint. Yeah. yeah, and they have Ben Affleck coming I, as I, well. Yeah, I saw that too. And I was like, "That's okay." So I can, I, I'm just already in my head making up the scenarios. Like Flashpoint, I find that cool though. Like. Again, though, I don't want to say copy in Marvel, but they already know Marvel's going into that multiverse where I feel DC should have just done it from the get-go and could have yeah. set themselves apart. But I'm more intrigued a little bit. Flashpoint seems like one of those big tentpole movies that it should have been, like, end of phase one. Right. But they fucked up their phase one and whatever phase DC's in right now that I can see them, let's do this this way drop the you know i i'm very curious as to if they interact or if they're going to be in different worlds that flash goes to right or different universes that he goes to or timelines however are you talking about michael keaton and ben affleck yeah well if they're if they're doing wait okay so he was announced as bruce wayne or was he announced as thomas wayne a return as batman because in flashpoint in the when Flash goes back, right, he fucks something up in the timeline and he goes back into his timeline. Thomas Wayne is Batman. Oh yeah, that's right. So I'm thinking, like a Batman with a gun, I'm thinking Michael Keaton's gonna be Thomas no, Wayne. From everything I've been hearing, Michael Keaton will well they say will reprise his role as the Dark Knight. Well which I guess yes, Thomas yeah, Wayne. Thomas Wayne was. is Batman. <laughs> That's why they're not being ultra-specific, I bet. Yeah, I guess I'll have to look more into that. Yeah. Even then, though, it's still... I hope they do... So, did you ever watch the Flashpoint um, animated movie that they did? No. I mean, I read the... the, It's probably in the story, too. I don't know how closely the animated movie aligned to the story. But um, in the animated movie, if I'm recalling it correctly... Aquaman and Wonder Woman like get together. Yeah. And it pisses Mira off a lot, first of all. Um, But (laughs) then there's like this whole war against people on land orchestrated by Aquaman and all that stuff. And it was just, both of their characters were so intensely aggressive when, you know, normally their characters are the softies personality wise um i just really enjoyed it so i'm hoping that they go that way too i would love to see uh gal gadot be like a mean wonder woman (laughs) she just seems so nice all the time i would love to see her be a little bitchy yeah (laughs) um sticking oh uh speaking of mira and aquaman so in comic book world they're finally getting married oh finally but fuck DC because I don't believe right. them on any weddings. They haven't been married in the past. They probably have in other, but like main continuity wise, they have. They've always just been 
dating. Because, yeah, because so... Aquaman's never really been married. Yeah, that's so weird. You think they would have wanted to consolidate power, like, permanently, right? But fucking huh. edit- editorial keeps right. fucking that up. Yeah. That's one of them, though. I can see them finally actually doing it and going through with Aren't it. Aren't they and... just common law married now? What's the yeah. common law stature under the sea? Yeah. <laughs> 50 years? I think they've hit that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so um, I guess we'll stick on DC for right now. Uh, you really wanted to talk about uh, some random movie trailer. Oh, my God. I couldn't believe you hadn't watched it yet. Like, the instant I saw it hit the internet last night, I so watched it. I, I, so, normally I would. There are certain, and I've said this before, certain movies I don't want to watch trailers to get spoiled for me. And I feel like the Marvel ones I can because they're smart and where they don't spoil the ending of the movie. Right. I don't trust DC for shit of not spoiling I have a feeling watching this, it's going to give, like, the big bad guy away and the ending and... Well, the big bad guy, I mean, you know... Well, I mean, you're going to, yeah, see them eventually, but it actually was a pretty decent trailer. I don't feel like I got too much to know everything that's gone. In fact, I don't know. I have more mystery and... It was... was So, the Batman trailer came out. Um, DC's doing their... They did their first day of their fandom event. I hate that stupid name. <laughs> um, the second day happening in September. So more, I expect more stuff to come out then. But, so, um, we got to see finally who Colin Farrell was playing, because they had announced that he had been cast, but hadn't announced what character he was playing yet. So, he's gonna be the Penguin. And we got the Riddler confirmed. The Riddler seems to be quite a large part of the plot. Like, the main bad guy, perhaps. I mean, we got Catwoman, too. Um, I'm really excited that they're doing a serious version of the Riddler, as opposed to, like, the Jim Carrey version of the Riddler. Because... Yeah. it, It will have to focus more on Bruce's detective skills which they've never really done in any of the movies. So, so. it's funny uh, that you're saying more of a real, because when I was watching the trailer, though, I kept telling myself, why do we need this realism Batman? He is a superhero. Let's have him have a little more campy, outside the norm, <sighs> needing to like be no. beat up all the time. Because obviously, uh, you know, Nolan's Batman trilogy really set this tone of realism. Mm -hmm. But then I look at shit like uh, Doctor Strange or any like those Spider-Man or stuff where, no, they're superheroes, so they can get away with doing a few, a little more than what a normal human can. Yes, Bruce is not a super powered person. Right. But we know him as a superhero, which gives him that more than normal human being able to take punches and recover quickly where I don't want to see this like, Oh, I'm hurting Alfred. Give me some Tylenol type like realism. I don't, I don't need that to be immersed in the movie. I can have batarangs and bat shark Uh, and all these bat, whatever's bat phone. Like, no thanks. 
What? There's definitely two different camps on the, on Batman here. Like I I prefer my Batman. I miss my Tim Burton. I prefer my Batman dark and gritty. Tim Burton was a nice um, combination of dark and gritty and cartoony, and then fucking Joel Schumacher. Took yeah, over that one. No, and they became <laughs> unwatchable. Neon. Yes, and then of course Christopher Nolan took it kind of to the realistic point, and this one is definitely probably going to be more towards the Christopher Nolan genre of film. But I just think I, you know, the Riddler has always just kind of been like a low rent Joker in everyone's minds, I think. Right. And he's not. And if you watch Gotham at all and the character of the Riddler in Gotham was so well written and so like crazy and smart and it was definitely more enjoyable to watch that character so I'm excited about it I think it's going to be good I have high hopes for it if you like Batman can't be Batman though you've you've watched Batman 66 I assume right yeah so um Kevin Smith does this podcast with Ralph Garman called Hollywood Babylon and because it, it's a live show they haven't been able to do it so instead of doing their normal Hollywood Babylon, they've been doing podcasts that are commentaries to Batman 66. Okay. Ralph Garman is one of the most knowledgeable people about Batman 66 on the planet. So it's really interesting to like, you don't even have to watch the show to enjoy it. You just listen to it and learn all this. Like Mr. Freeze wasn't a comic book character. He was created for that show sort of information like that, all oh. these characters that were created and stuff like that. So, you know, if you want to get your Batman camp fix, then do that instead. <laughs> a little tidbit of Kevin Smith. He's uh, recently announced that he has no desire to direct uh, any sort of Marvel oh, yeah. movie. Which I could see. Like, you don't want to be that director that could fuck up a right. good thing. He said that for a, he's been saying that for a while. But he's now. like, I'll cameo. Right, like, yes, of course he <laughs> let will. Let me be part of this. Just of course not. he will. He, has, he was in Daredevil. What? He was in Daredevil. The, the Ben Affleck Daredevil. What? Really? Yeah, he played like a very small part oh, in that movie. I must have missed that when I wasn't really <laughs> paying attention to that movie. He wants to do shit like that. Um... Along with the Batman trailer that came out, so everyone go watch that. It looks very, it looks very good. You hear about the Batman HBO Max series, year one? Year one. I haven't seen too much about that. Plus, I mean, it was just kind of but, announced. Yeah. It's going to be mainly following the police department of Gotham, and it's a prequel to the Batman. So probably not going to have Batman show up at all. Right. Like, there'll probably be mentions of the Wayne family, obviously, and maybe they'll be, like, this mysterious figure at the end of the movie or series. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, that's kind of cool synergy going on to yeah. have a setup to this world that they're doing. Right. That'd be good. I'm excited about the DC stuff that is now coming off of um, their streaming app, which has gone down the toilet. Yeah, um, <laughs> what is, what is it? well, now it's just going to be HBO, HBO Max. Yeah. So if you thought you missed out on all those wonderful shows, because there are some really good shows that they put out for that streaming service. They're, they haven't given up on the shows. They're moving, just moving them over to HBO Max and putting out new stuff uh, that's 
Batman related, which is exciting. Um, so they announced, so Suicide Squad 2, James Gunn, they were holding back the, um... Video game? The characters that everyone was playing. Oh, okay. Like, so they, you knew who the cast was, but you didn't know what villains they were playing. And <laughs> I don't know that finding out made me feel any better. <laughs> um, <laughs> the only person they didn't announce is who Taika Waititi is playing. I, they haven't announced his character yet. And of course we have Harley Quinn, Rick Flagg, Amanda Waller, and Captain Boomerang all coming back played by the same people. Idris Elba playing Bloodsport. So the, I don't expect you to actually recognize any of these names. That's how obscure these characters are going to be. Alice Braga is playing Soul Soria, which is an, a character completely made up for the movie. Nathan Fillion is playing a character called TDK, which nobody can figure out if he's based on an original character or like a DC character or if they made him up for the movie. And I'm like, well, TDK turns for The Dark Knight. So... <laughs> well, that's a better... T I was trying to think of what does TDK yeah. stand for. Yeah. The damn I, kicker. I, who knows? It's going to be something funny, I bet, with it being Nathan Fillion. So um, odds are that this is a new character that they've created for the movie. His outfit looks super cheesy. Um, Pete Davidson is playing Blackguard. Michael Rooker is playing Savant. And Savant in the comic books has like this really long white hair. And it. so Michael Rooker in this movie has this really long white hair and it looks crazy <laughs> it just looks super crazy um better than a fake mohawk no worse than a fake mohawk <laughs> john cena is playing peacemaker and peacemaker is an interesting character because peacemaker wants peace but he kills people to do it <laughs> he's it's peace at all costs so here's the thing just with all those like Going into a random movie, you have new characters that you have to set up and establish and get... There's a lot of these characters. When yeah. you have a property that people should be familiar with because there's a comic book, you would think you would have those main characters right. in that comic book. Sure, you could have one or two of these extra people added and be like, I don't know who they are, but they're part of this group now. Right. Because Suicide Squad has changed. Sure. There's a lot of them. There's wow, more. though. Is there... Polka Dot Man is going to be in okay, it. Okay, I have heard of him. Yep. Sean Gunn is playing Weasel, which is a man-sized weasel. <laughs> okay. Uh, Peter Capaldi is playing The Thinker. Okay, and I've heard of The Thinker. Yep. So that's, I mean, that's pretty much it. There's a couple Harley other Quinn? ones. Quinn? Harley Quinn's in there. Oh, okay. I said those first. You weren't listening. <laughs> oh, I just was waiting for all these random obscure people. Oh, no, yeah. Uh, Harley Quinn and uh, Captain Boomerang are the two from the original Suicide okay. Squad that are coming back, along with Amanda Waller, played by Viola Davis, and Rick Flagg. The... Rick Flair is in this? Rick Flagg. <laughs> Rick Flagg. Woo! <laughs> Rick Flagg. Um, also at DC Fandom, they announced the title for the next Shazam movie. That's all you got from that. But it's Shazam Fury of the Gods. So who knows what that means for the plot of the movie. And of course, our friend The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, 
put out first looks of his character as Black Adam. And he looks like The Rock in a Black Adam outfit. I don't know what people are expecting. But <laughs> I'm very excited about that one. I love Black Adam. I He better do a good job. I, I think that could be good. And here's the thing, too. I am... A, I could care less about the Snyder Cut or any of that. It's not going to save anything that they were trying to establish. But again, what they're doing with Flashpoint is really establishing all these movies are part of DC but they don't need to be right connected. That's where I feel like Flashpoint though was meant to align them all but maybe this is just more of a story to explain there's many different Batman, many different worlds so that I can go into watching Wonder Woman and realize it doesn't need to like fit in with the Batman's world because two different universes pretty right. much. Uh Suicide Squad could possibly be like again i feel that's a little more superhero-y can't like wonder woman i'm not saying can't be but she's a superhero where they're making batman be more real right the tone is different so there's two different universes that i could see them coming together for their big tentpole movie which being like crisis on infinite earths if they did it right establishing some of these own universes mm -hmm. So I'm a little more excited for DC just knowing that. Because, again, if they're trying to fit this Batman into what they've had established with... And I'm not even talking about same actors. I can disbelief that someone else is playing Bruce Wayne. Yeah, I And mean, that he the, turned into Ben Affleck. But the 80s and 90s movies set that up for us very nicely, right? Where, they, I mean, yeah. there was always a new person playing Batman. Well... Actually, something I just learned about some of those movies too that uh, I'll get into. But uh, I'm just I'm I'm just more thrilled that they're gonna go that route because I don't want them to try to at the end of the Batman do something where it tries to tie into the Justice League. Like, right. just don't. No, no, I don't think so. But the original Batman Returns uh, script before it got changed to what it was was. A lot uh, darker mm. and a lot different. Uh, Catwoman uh, pretty much was a uh, masochist or not a masochist. Uh, pretty much had a, a sex body suit. I mean, isn't that what she was wearing anyway? Yes. Was, In all how. men's minds and pants. But she was straight up a criminal <laughs> that just murdered people. Ah. Uh, there is going to be a scene where when she first shows up, comes in and starts murdering everyone they think it's for like the cash money but it was for this like falcon statue or something secretly uh there's a lot more just violence and not not that as saying that middle ground of campy and mm -hmm. and fun going and just reading this script and the original what they're gonna go with it was like i don't think it would have been as good especially following the original batman uh, what's her name? Uh, the main girl from the first one, uh, Vicky Vicky Vale or Nicole Kidman? Wasn't no, she? no, oh. in the fir first one. Oh, not the actress's name. Yeah, the, the uh, woman. Yeah, yeah, I think it was Vicky Vale. Yeah, she was going to be in the second one as his confidant mm. slash secret lover, and they're gonna try to continue off of that. Uh, but like I said, going a lot... That's silly. Batman's never in a long-term relationship. 
We, That's more unbelievable. We know that Tom King. <laughs> That's more unbelievable than the fact that uh, a penguin man was living in the sewers of Gotham. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, there's a lot of stuff that came out of DC fandom that, uh... Yeah, they put on this giant pr promotional event, you know, look at all the great stuff we have going on, a, a week or so later after <laughs> they fired half of their fucking staff. And got rid of a lot of shit that they're, that they're doing, yeah. and what almost seemed, and honestly it's still up in the air, what AT&T is going to do, but... In the big long list of things, AT and T is slowly buying up everything, and they bought HBO. Well, and they, Warner, they have the Warner Brothers catalog, is what it well, is. Yeah, yeah, but Warner Brothers didn't have HBO. I think Warner Brothers was partnered with HBO. Partnered, but I think, yeah. Well, however, yeah. It, who came first? They now own DC, and. Comic books is a sliver of what they make. Mm -hmm. Comic books don't really make money. But their IP and the properties that they own, as far as everything else, merchandising, video games, movies, that is the billion dollars that right. they have. So do you continue to keep making comic books when you that's not making to. them money? You wouldn't have to. You, you could, have to. Or you're going to stop building that fan base. You'd still have that fan... Short term. In the next 15 years, if they just stopped making Batman books, but they had Batman movies and Batman TV shows for the next 15 years... I don't years, know, man. You would you, still have... Yes, you would, because like, look at Star Wars, right? But yeah. um, the caveat behind having the comic books is not only are you building a fan base, you're building a very invested fan base, right? And also you're giving yourself an numerous options of material. You don't have to just play off what you did last in the last movie. You can do what they're doing now and say, Oh, we did, we, we did justice league Batman this one's the Batman, which is based on the long Halloween. We're doing year one Batman over here. Like, these are all books that have been done. Well, here, here's the thing. I'm kind of setting the tone for, like, worst case scenario of not doing books. That is not necessarily what they've said. But what it sounds like is instead of monthly issues, let's do, as we call them, graphic novels. Mm. So... In the month of October, we have this Batman book that is like 200 pages that was set up. It sells because they see these trades sell pretty well. Sure, yeah. That's where they're making more money than the, the monthlies. It gives them time to editorialize and everything. And then, you know, that's then. And then maybe they have two books. Maybe they have a little bit smaller trades, but printing and publishing monthly comic books it seems like they're going the way of the dodo bird yeah. and yeah. that's and they're the only company that's talking about it but you have a major player do that and i mean i don't see some of the other ones following suit image no. would never do that but and it's just so weird to me because it does provide a creative source for everything that you do in the other mediums. I mean, honestly, the Batman shit that sells the best right now is all these 
else world so batman metal right all of the dark our black label books seem to do really well because the stories are so unique and not what we expect out of batman all the time so i i would wonder if artists and writers would if they switch to graphic novel only if they would be like i'm not I don't want to write a graphic novel. I want I want to write like a four issue series about how Batman has schizophrenia or something like. You know what I mean? I just I don't know. I think they're shooting themselves in the foot. Oh yeah, and I hope that it doesn't go that way. But again, they got rid of a lot of people that have been a lot there of people. for. I think Jim Lee's the only one left standing, and that's because he's got he's like their Stanley, right? Yeah. Kind of. He's kind of become that spokesperson. He's got that for last them. name. Yeah. <laughs> Helps. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they, I mean, they just, they unloaded, I want to say like 90% of their streaming service staff, which makes sense because I think they're getting rid of that anyway. And then just so many people that they had editors and, and off, you know, people who worked in the office. And I don't know how it works with writers and artists who work for a, a major label anymore. I don't know if they're considered contractors or employees, you know, if they, if they, if they get fired or if it was just like, well, you got paid for this book and that's it sort of thing. But, and then, the, you know, a week later they have this giant event to celebrate DC. It's just <laughs> very poor timing in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Very poor timing. Well, I was, and I was, uh, one of the other bigger things that I didn't get too much into it cause I don't, buy so much of the DC uh, Diamond uh, line, but like their toy productions, they're very uh, high-detailed statues and figurines that are pretty pricey but gorgeous uh, was also going away, and then I heard they reversed uh, ship on that a mm. bit, but we're pretty much saying, well, no, we're going to probably be doing something similar. There are people that still collect and buy those. But we're going to charge more. Ah. Because and when it comes to AT&T, profit is everything. Right. Oh, fuck AT&T. I don't care if they shut off my internet. <laughs> <laughs> oh. no, what else you got? Um, that was about it. The only other thing I kind of saw was about the Obi-Wan show. Um, it sounds like... What's her name? Catherine. The the person who runs all the Star Wars stuff at Disney. What is her name? Do you remember? Kath Catherine Kennedy? Kathleen yeah. Kennedy. Yep. Um, she has confirmed that at least this point in time, the Obi-Wan Kenobi show is a limited series. It's not going to be an ongoing property. So we might get one season out of it, and that's it. I think Ewan McGregor is probably upset by that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's about it. Who knows, though, because they've announced limited series in the past, just in general, not Disney, but people in general, and have gone on to make more if it's highly successful. I just hope that it's highly successful. People, a lot of people are waiting for this one. Uh, so, George Clooney is trending on Twitter, and you know why, right? Is it because of Ryan Reynolds? No. Oh. I mean, uh, that could be, but no. 
think of it that we got Michael Keaton, got Ben Affleck. Everyone forgets George was a Batman. Well, so was Val Kilmer. Yeah, but you, okay, but we're not going to get Val Kilmer to reprise his role. No, but he has throat cancer. Yes, <laughs> I think most of the people that know of Val Kilmer understand it. But I think that'd be cool if they could get George to even do a small cameo. If they're setting up to where they're showing all these other Batman from different eras or different movies, even if it's terrible, they could make a joke of the Flash going to that world, almost like a Deadpool kind of side joke, which I'd laugh my ass off, where, nope, you're not the one I need or something, right. and then... Yeah, I guess. Or can I borrow your Bat card or I something? I would rather they do that with Superman. <laughs> Bring all the Supermans in. Yeah, there have been quite a few. Mm -hmm. I mean, how how are they going to get Christopher Reeves in there, though? Well, how are they going to get Adam West in there, though? <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought of that. That's why I didn't know this and go down that road. Um, so Stan Lee has a new uh, publishing universe called Stan Lee's Kids Universe. Stan Lee has a new thing out? Yes. Uh, it is In postmortem? <laughs> pretty much so, yeah. Like his uh something that he uh announced uh back in 2015 Dragons versus Pandas uh which was a children's uh comic book that they are Kung Fu Panda. It sounds like a Kung Fu Panda ripoff to me. Maybe. I mean, it does look like a dragon from a kung fu type yeah. era. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I, that's part of why I'm talking about it is I don't think we need to continue using his name, even though this is something that he uh, helped yeah. like, publish before. But it sounds like this is going to be something that they're going to start uh, publishing some more uh, stuff. For this kid's universe, which, again, then I'm like, well, then, though, it's not hurting anyone. Like, no. it might get a parents to pick up a book for their kids, and if it's in this universe, that four kids. So I kind of love the idea of Stan Lee's name being used and his memory being honored going forward, because he is basically the architect of so many of our favorite yeah. things, right? Uh, along with other people, that he worked on those things with. Um, but there's so much shady shit happened at the end of his life that anytime I hear something like this, I get real like, is this, is this really like above board? Like, is this something he would have done when he was alive or people, did somebody get the his, rights to his thing and are just shoving it out there to make money? Well, the, here's the thing too, though, that like the, um, one of the leaders of this group that's behind it, uh, saying Stanley's vision and spirit will live forever, and we're delighted to release uh, this book as well as others to make Stanley's universe uh, catalog of books available now for free. Okay. So there you okay. have. Maybe they have some stuff where you have to make money to yeah. do things, but maybe they, you know, getting some grants or even other merchandise that they sell and right. allowing kids to have access to comic books is great take note dc <laughs> yeah yeah oh i miss stan <laughs> um <laughs> now i'm sad thanks tony i know 
picture. I'm sorry. Uh, well, two things that I have. One that's just terrible, and then this one that I'm super excited about. So, uh, Lock and Key is coming back. And did you ever read those? I did not. I watched the television okay. show. Uh, Lock and Key is having a cross uh, over with Sandman. Yeah, I saw that. Starting next month. And IDW is kind of set out, like, there's going to be many titles coming out uh, in the next couple months, uh, coincided with this, kind of explaining, you know, when they're going to come out and everything and what to look for. And it looks like there's going to be um, six, seven books coming out in this series. I'm just happy to come back to this world and just checking out some of these, like, covers is just... It brings me back to some of the keys in the original series and and what's going on. And from what I gathered is this is a more prequel to those books as well. Because the books kind of ended in a way. You could obviously continue on anything by just MacGuffin something. Right. But this is going to be set more in World War II era times and everything. So... How it ties in with Salmon, I have no fucking clue until I read this. I would think that one of the keys has to lead to what? Like the dreaming or That's something? What they, well, and yeah. they've always talked about the key to hell that, obviously it's more of a Lucifer thing, but Lucifer's comic book was from the pages of Sandman. Right. And yeah, keys keys, keys to dreaming, yeah. everything. I think, Locke, if you were going to take a, a, a perfect series to cross over with almost any universe, Locke and Key would be... A good one, because I mean, all you got to do is open the right door. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, the last thing I want to talk about, which I just find ridiculous, you know me, I like looking at toys online and seeing what I might buy yep. and what might not. Adamandeve.com, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, different kind of toys. <laughs> and uh, I don't even have a good comeback for that one. <laughs> Uh, so there is a My Office playset from Fisher Price. So just look at this. It comes with a laptop with like a sticky magnet to put apps on. Comes with a coffee cup, a wooden block cell phone, and like headset that you can wear that has noises and everything come out. As if you're working from home because this is what we need to teach our kids i'm not gonna get very into how yeah but evil... if, you're, if you're working from home you're not gonna have a to-go coffee <laughs> maybe that perks you up in the morning well i mean yeah you're right it is a home one. office place that though yes. so yeah but, but what like do we really need to indoctrinate our kids to... That they can work this from is, home? This it is, sounds amazing. This is this is imagination at its finest. Kids, instead of thinking of dragons and pandas, let's set them in a cubicle. So they've always... This company has always had play sets that are job-based. They've often had doctors and nurses and construction sets and things like that. So it makes sense. I mean, they have mommy play sets. I would rather my kid be playing with a fucking work from home office set than like here's a little baby this is what you're gonna do when you grow up take care of little babies so but isn't that all you're used for yeah mm-hmm. I, didn't even, 
I was trying to make a funny, yeah, terrible no, joke, that but that just bad. All of our female listenership just left. All two of them. <laughs> you say that every week. Of we only have two listeners. So that's all of them. Live in female this whole They're time. Both ladies. <laughs> How I met not never met these ladies. <laughs> I think we just found out why. <laughs> Oh man! All right, that's all. All I had. Like I said, I had. I've read a lot more, but then just within the. I know, and it's all little stuff. Like Neil Gaiman did an interview with NPR and yeah. said Sandman's well, ready to go. Well, it's because again, there's yeah. not things going on to report on. Like, right? It's interesting listening to some of like podcasts and everything. There's movie reviews. Ones have gone to like. Uh, old school style reviewing old movies or like the only thing that's really kind of been relevant is wrestling and even wrestling has pretty much sucked lately yeah there's wrestling on tonight isn't there yes SummerSlam. SummerSlam. Uh, my predictions is it will be very quiet and dumb i just i i no look so so lots of body slapping right can you just hear the body slaps more when there's no audience so they've they've debuted the technodome uh, uh, on uh, Raw this past week, where they have set up the arena with a 400 screen, or maybe it's 4,000, I don't know, like, lots of LED screens set up in a dome around to where people can log into, like, WWE or something uh, and be present so that when they're filming, you just see this dome of people. Can you hear them? I, I guess that, yeah, you can cheer and everything, but again, how does that work with, like, one person's mic? Like, does it pick up everyone else? Like, I don't think... They're going to probably have fake noise, because in a real-life crowd, you can yell louder, and people can hear you, right. and you start that chant. I don't know how they can do chants and everything. They have a lot of rules of, like, can't wear AEW, their com- competitors, like, shirts. You can't swear, obviously, and all no these penises, things. No penises. Yeah. No titties. And, and you know that's going to happen, yeah. especially if it's live. If they, they might have... So that's where I don't <laughs> know if, like, the viewing audience is live. It sounds interesting enough, but I... You just imagine... So anytime I'm in a, in a meeting, I air quotes, because everything is online now. Anytime I'm in, like, a Zoom meeting or something, somebody's always on a delay. So everyone cheers and the shit gets going. All yeah. of a sudden, you hear "woo!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just out of nowhere, one single person. <laughs> Imagine if it's something where someone gets beat over the head with a kendo stick. Like. <laughs> oh, sorry, I was late. <laughs> well, going back to what you're saying, yes, news is still hard to come by, but we try to try to do what we can yeah. to. We use the term news loosely around here. Oh, well, the, the goings-ons. The goings-ons, yes. yes. Um, all right, to round out today, uh, Booze in a Book this week is uh, Power Rangers, uh, Draken, New Dawn. It's one of three. Now, I talked about uh, Power Rangers uh, the other week and my love for what they're doing, and they're kind of soft rebooting slash just renumbering uh coming up in october uh of this year so while those are winding down 
this is a little three-part uh, miniseries where I explained uh, Draken, this evil Tommy, had this universe where he was evil and then started going to all the other universes and everything. Well, this is that universe, and there's a void that needs to be filled, and Kimberly of this world was what they called the uh, Ranger Slayer, and she was pretty much an assassin that even... Draken was kind of afraid of her with her, her bow and arrow and everything. So she's kind of taken power, but not really. She's a good person. She doesn't want it. But there's a lot of people that were part of Draken's side that don't necessarily want to have peace. Um, what they're doing within, and like Scorpina and Finster and everything, like, well, they, they worship whoever's got power. So, like, you see these bad guys from the, the Ranger show and everything. And. Mm-hmm they're working together uh obviously someone who thinks she's part of you know just a new draken in a pink outfit uh tries to assassinate her but of course she's got power and armor and everything so it doesn't really affect but there's just unrest and you find out there's this uh impenetrable uh prison where that's where lord draken put all of his enemies which obviously his enemies are probably good people but it has an autom- invisible prison. Is In, that what you said? No, impenetrable. Impenetrable yeah. prison. Okay. So like no breaking people out. That's gotcha. what impenetrable means. Yeah, thank you. I just didn't hear what words you said. Gotcha. <laughs> and so that's that. That's their whole goal uh, in this series. It seems like, and it's got automatic sentries, so there is some resistance within there, and really good uh, for again more Power Rangers for me, and with how powerful and awesome badass she is i'm pairing this with a pink drink the pink drink is a concoction from college that pretty much was uh a long island so it has all the clear liquors tequila rum uh vodka uh other clear liquors um i can't that sounds about it tequila rum and vodka yeah, there's some... Uh, oh, uh, gin. Oh, oh, oh. And, oh. uh... Why would you ruin stuff with gin? It, in the way that they mix it with this, like, pink lemonade, slu- and it's a slushy. Okay. It comes in, uh, like, a mini mug. You're allowed two of them. And after two of them, you are, like... Is this from a place? Uh, it was a place in Allendale near GVSU okay. called the the Yellow Jacket, uh, the YJ. Ah, yes. And it was even. I was just as, I was just picturing you guys making these drinks in a trash can at some sort of frat party. We've well, we've made some, but they're not as good as this place okay. made them. Okay. But they aren't lying on what they make it I with. I gotcha. If a professional bartender's making it, I have more faith that it tastes good than a bunch of dudes pouring shit into a trash can. <laughs> <laughs> But it is good, it is powerful, and it is pink, just like Kimberly. Oh, that's a good one. Good job, Tony. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Um, well, with that, uh, yeah, summer's almost over. Yeah, school starts soon. <laughs> Air quotes. Air quotes. <laughs> um, look forward to lower temperatures, I guess, is the only upside to that. <laughs> Not having to run your air conditioner as often. <laughs> Stay thirsty for the fall, cause you know what the fall brings: pumpkin spice lattes. Oh God! All right, well, I'm going into hibernation. 